This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Welcome to the Agenda here on the Blood Red Channel. I'm Guy Clark. Welcome along. Liverpool and Raheem Sterling, a complicated relationship through the years. But with the reports suggesting that Man City are considering offloading the 26-year-old, should Jurgen Klopp and Michael Edwards consider an Anfield reunion? Kai Delaney is here alongside me. We're going to talk all things Raheem Sterling. And uh, well, Kai, despite him starting the Champions League final against Chelsea, there does seem to be a bit of noise around that at the moment. That Raheem Sterling might be available for a transfer this summer. Yeah, it's it's a strange one on the face of it because I mean we've just been looking at you know the stats and having a, a little bit of a chat before we started recording him. Looking then, he, he started twenty eight of, of thirty eight games in the league this season, and, and as you say, still started the Champions League final, so the biggest game in his career and, and probably Man City's history as well. So you know, it's it's, it's hardly a situation where he's he's been you know, outcast and he's not getting a look in. So he, he's still, you know, a, a key figure, it seems, under Pep and an instrumental part of this successful Man City team, which has, you know, won countless trophies in the last few years. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a strange one to see these links initially. You're kind of, you're not sure why, from his point of view, he would he would be looking for a move, um, you know, given that he's, he's still playing and still, still has an important role at the Etihad. But, um yeah, certainly, you know, one to, to keep an eye on this summer. Yeah, no, definitely. And it, it's one of those, isn't it? Six years on from leaving Liverpool, the, the way in which obviously he kind of engineered that move and it, and it all kind of happened. It seems really bizarre to me that this is a guy who, Man City, in terms of the project they have built ever since that kind of point, he was one of the key cogs in it, wasn't he? He was, he was one of the guys they brought in, a young British player, and albeit, yeah, they've been sort of... Um, linked, I suppose, with Jack Grealish and Harry Kane now as well, another couple of British players. So maybe they are sort of feeling actually Raheem Sterling, one of the benefits he'd bring is sort of helping fill the homegrown quota thing for European competition. And I mean, he's he's, he's not had the, the greatest of seasons, but when you think he's 26 now, so should still be in very much prime years of his career, he's gone through all his development phase that this season, when you, when you look at it, he still managed to get... 10 Premier League goals and you don't think it was a particularly fantastic season for him. Eight assists alongside it as well. In in 28 Premier League starts, he gets 18 goal contributions. You're kind of wondering, surely it's a, it's a no starter, but it does, it does feel as though there is something there, given his names currently at the moment, continually getting pushed about. Yeah, I think it's, it's a couple of things. Um, if, if there was to be, you know any substance in these transfers, or if, if City were perhaps open to to letting him go, I think the only reason would be one the emergence of, of Phil Foden, who I think has come on leaps and bounds, and perhaps more than anyone expected. I, I, I certainly don't think you know Foden's now looking like he's probably going to be a starter for England at the Euros, and at the start of the season, you would have perhaps said he might make the squad. So that that shows just how far he's come, and obviously. Foden himself started the Champions League final and you know, his position predominantly under Guardiola has been out on that left-hand side of, of the front three and then you talk about those links with Grealish as well if you're to have Foden who can play on that side and but that's where Grealish you know, predominantly operates as well you could see why moving on Sterling for you know you'd have to imagine 60 million 70 million that that kind of fee um, that would make sense you could almost pay for Certainly, a, a big chunk of Grealish's 
fee to bring him in and then you've got two world-class operators there on the left and you wouldn't necessarily you wouldn't want three you wouldn't have room for three and would someone like Raheem Sterling then be happy being a, a second or a third choice and would he get enough game time to you know uh, be happy with and, and satisfy his needs so the answer is, is probably not so yeah if if those Grealish links are genuine and and Pep does want to bring him in and you know you'd imagine he'd be playing an important role for them next season that's the only way really I could see someone like Sterling being shipped out yeah I have to say for, for me it sort of really feels like a, a bit of a, a non-starter from the off in terms of certainly the ac- acrimonious nature of his departure from Anfield the fact that when he's come back to Anfield ever since obviously City did win there this year but that was the first time in an awful long time that Man City had even won at, at Anfield and obviously no fans there. It, it does always seem to have been something that's got to him. I, I'm not sure about you, but it, it kind of feels that the bridges may be burnt there. But ultimately, we're talking about this and considering it because at the end of the day, Liverpool do need, probably through this summer, do need to be looking at a forward option when you consider Salah's going to be away at the Olympics for the first part of the season. Then he'll go away for the Africa Cup of Nations in the new year, as will Sadio Mane. And a versatile forward who can play, whether it be predominantly out on the left or even in that kind of false nine position like he has done for Man City on a number of occasions. You're kind of looking at it and actually thinking, forget all the baggage, Raheem Sterling would be a brilliant player to be able to try and get your hands on, given a player like, for example, Kylian Mbappe is going to cost far too much money, albeit 60 million would be an awful lot for Liverpool to put down on Raheem Sterling. But he's tried and tested. He knows the course. He knows the club. You kind of think, actually, there are a few boxes that would get ticked, but just one that you can't see Man City weakening themselves in any way to help strengthen, of all clubs, Liverpool. That's exactly it. I think there are a lot of boxes that would be ticked. I think if if he hadn't have joined City from Liverpool, and we know everything that happened with, you know, his interview with BBC and how his his agent handled that, and it was it was dealt with kind of really badly from from that side of things and his relationship with Liverpool fans and the club as well. But say for example, he'd come through at City or they'd signed him from Spurs or Chelsea, and then he was. You know, potentially available. He he would be a he'd tick a lot of boxes for Liverpool, as as you say, proven and and tried and tested in the Premier League. Still only twenty six years old. He's become over the last few years one of the the best forwards in the Premier League and the, the most important players for England. Albeit given this season, he may have dropped off a little bit, but certainly before that, you know, he'd, he'd been just getting better and better and riding this upward trajectory that his career had seemed to be taken. So. It would make a lot of sense on the face of it. And you're right to point out there the Africa Cup of Nations this year with Salah and Mane potentially away for you know four to five weeks or however long that will be, depending on their success in the tournament. Liverpool are going to be left with really Jota and Firmino in terms of genuine attacking threats and, and people that, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Origi or Shakiri, the, the likes of the fringe players this, this season. Liverpool, in my opinion, do have to sign one more forward. Someone maybe of the, the Jota calibre that we saw last season that could come in for 30, 40 million and be someone that can put pressure on that front three, as Jota has done. So in that sense, it does tick a lot of boxes and it, it would make sense on the face of it. But for me, I just think that there's too much baggage, too much history there. And I, I don't think the Liverpool fans and 
uh, I don't think Liverpool fans would be able to kind of get past the way he left the club. And, and as you say, I don't think City would like to weaken themselves to strengthen who are probably their most serious contenders for the Premier League next season. I suppose one of those, though, where it would kind of end up being, I suppose, back ball in the court of six years ago, the player power of ultimately if Manchester City don't want to keep him around, it will be down to him to where he goes because the options will be limited, won't they? I mean, at the moment, Barcelona and Real Madrid seem to get sort of linked with interest with all of these players, but we know they've no money. And if we're, if we're just sort of guessing and saying it's going to be £60 million, he left for 50, didn't he, or 49. So it's it's one of those where you're looking at it and thinking, well, Man City probably will stand to, on transfer fee, make some even, even a small profit in a, a COVID market. But are either Barcelona or Real Madrid going to be able to put down those kind of numbers? Don't think so. Arsenal have been linked with him. They're out of European football. You can understand the links with, obviously, Mikel Arteta being at Arsenal. But surely this is a player, one of England's key players, as you said, a player who over the past few years in the Premier League has been an absolute consistent performer for Manchester City. Surely he can do better than sign for a club who aren't going to be in Europe next season. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it feels as though, at the end of the day, if Manchester City don't want him, he should, in in theory, be free to go to whoever is going to stump up the money. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting point. And, and if you think of it from his point of view, if, if City uh, you know, send your surplus to requirements of bringing, bringing in a £100 million player in your position, you're going to be down the pecking order. If, if they're trying to get him out, and you're Raheem Sterling. Where where do you want to go? A move, a move abroad. You know, if you can get to Barcelona or Real Madrid, they have that kind of money. Fantastic. I'm sure he'd be interested. Likewise, PSG, Bayern Munich, any anyone, any team of that level. I'm sure you know he'd, he'd snap your hand off for a move. But um, in in the Premier League, you'd have to say Liverpool would probably be the first choice for him, if not certainly first or second, behind maybe only. Maybe a move to Chelsea might interest him. You know, he's he's you know a London boy originally coming from QPR and things. Liverpool signed him from there at kind of 14, 15 years old. So you could see maybe Chelsea and you know their their resurgence under Thomas Tuchel, obviously just newly crowned Champions League winners. But he uh, Sterling did a a Q and A, didn't he, on um, on Instagram? I think it might might have been his agent's colossal sports Instagram um, during lockdown about a year ago now, when he was asked yeah. about Liverpool and. Uh, we, we covered it. I think we put it up on on our social channels, and he he said, "I, I still love Liverpool. I, I always will. You know that that's where I came through." And you know he, he still still obviously has a a great kind of amount of respect and a lot of feelings towards Liverpool. So for him, you know, th- this Liverpool team, the club is not the club he left. He he left a team that was finishing outside the Champions League and. It had really, you know, kind of fallen away from that title challenge that he was so such a key part of in thirteen fourteen when he was that part of that trio with with uh, Suarez and and Sturridge. But um, you know, when he left, he left City, and a lot of people say, you know, for the money, and you can talk about that and and say what you will. But ultimately, he said he left for trophies, and he, he's got a lot of them. Um, he would have had some at Liverpool, you know, if he'd have stayed and been part of this club regime it's, it's a shame we kind of never got to see that and I'm sure you know can you imagine what he he would have done under Klopp over the last few years in this Liverpool side it's, he could have been a you know a key part of that as well but I'm sure for him if it if it was to happen and City do make him available for transfers Liverpool would be right up there for where he would want to go but um I, I just don't see City agreeing to that 
No, I, I again we 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 mentioned it and say that we we don't we can't imagine it to be the case. But I just think if we dream for a moment about what the possibility could be of if Jurgen Klopp did have Raheem Sterling playing under him, and I think it would be devastating, wouldn't it? I think you you think back to those that campaign seven years ago of how he Suarez and Sturridge just tormented defenses with their sheer pace. Now Man City play a calculated and somewhat slower build up play at times, but. In an electrifying attack like that, the pace he's got to run in behind and the ability he's got even with, with his finishing and even even how he's adapted his role to play centrally at, at times as well, I think he would be an ideal fit. It strikes me of if this was a player on the continent who hadn't already played at Liverpool before and all of a sudden might have been available, you would be rubbing your hands thinking this is a 26-year-old player who's got international pedigree, who's won trophies galore during his career today and he's being made available for me it, it it seems so surprising that Manchester City would even consider it but if Liverpool could pull this off well it it would be sort of I don't know surprising yet a masterstroke at the same time in what they would be able to do but as you said I think um, a lot more water would need to pass under the bridge certainly for the fan base yeah and no, I mean stranger things have happened we've seen you know, links with Suarez coming back and he he kind of, you know, ultimately forced his way out as well with, you know, his actions at the World Cup and it, it wasn't quite the same with, you know, as I mentioned, Sterling, that the interview we did and it was it was a really kind of, you know, left a sour taste in the mouth of Liverpool fans the way he did leave the club. But, you know, we, we've seen it with, with links with Suarez, links with Coutinho and fans do get excited and almost kind of willing to forget what happened, you know, if if a player of his quality is available to come in and, you know, within six months, I'm sure if he, if he has a good season and is scoring 15, 20 goals a year and starts winning trophies, then, you know, you could see things kind of being forgotten and, and things moving on. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think the transfer, as I said, on the face of it, it makes a lot of sense other than the fact that he is Raheem Sterling and, and what yeah. happened six years ago. For, for me, that's the, the two things that would stop this transfer going through is... is everything that happened with the move and the fact that Liverpool are now uh, Manchester City's closest rivals. And I think if we were maybe where Tottenham are or something, then the City would be more open to it. But for me, I, I don't see Liverpool pursuing it. And even if they did, I don't see City agreeing to it. So um, no. a, a bit of a non-starter, I think. Although yeah. it, it would make sense and, and it would, you know, in terms of his ability, he'd be one of the best around to to push that front three for a, a starting place. Yeah, to me, just sort of final point in terms of you mentioning Coutinho and Suarez there as well. For me, of of players who Liverpool could return to bring back, it would be the most exciting one to see what what he could do in Jurgen Klopp's system and, and in Jurgen Klopp's side. But that's it from us here for this edition of The Agenda. Anyway, thanks for joining us here on the Blood Red channel. Do Uh, Make sure to check out the Blood Red newsletter. The link is, of course, in the description. But from myself, Kai Clark and Kai Delaney, thanks for your time and your company. It's bye for now. You've been listening to the Agenda podcast on the Blood Red channel.